So hello and welcome to the first of hopefully many Totem Talks or podcasts as I think they're called. Um, today's episode is episode number one. Now I don't imagine that many people are going to listen to this one because all the juicy stuff is going to come later but we figured we'd do one just to get our feet wet and uh, have an interesting time with the tech. My name is Mark Smith. I am the commercial director for Totem and today I have a very special guest in the office, a unicorn you might call it. Um, I have Helen Fruin, who is also a director at Totem. Say hello. Hi, I'm Helen Fruin at Totem. And a unicorn, apparently. <laughs> a unicorn, apparently. Um, today's topics are just basically going to be what and who are Totem. We're going to talk a little bit about our roles within Totem and have a little chat about some of the, the complexities of working together and for those who stay to the very end there, there is a little bit of a surprise an easter egg if you will for um for those who may not know already about mine and helen's relationship so i because i have got no idea helen describe to me what you think or who you think totem are <laughs> it's worrying that you have no idea <laughs> So Totem is a business psychology consultancy. We are consultants who help companies to recruit the best people, the right people in the right roles at the right time, and then also to develop those people. So we tend to work with HR departments, learning teams to either do the recruitment piece. So we do assessment center design, interview skills training, or on the development side, management development, professional skills development. Uh, so I spend a lot of my time running workshops training that kind of thing okay cool and so what I often get a little bit frustrated with with our clients if I am allowed to get frustrated with them is that quite often we get pigeonholed so if we do one particular piece of work for them in terms of leadership development it's very difficult for us to convince them that we actually do other things can you tell me a bit about how we go about convincing them we can do other stuff well, part of it is just about telling stories. So if the only work I've ever done for you is leadership development or creating an assessment centre, it's perfectly natural that you only know that I do that. So telling stories about what else it is that we do gives us the opportunity to find new opportunities within each client. Uh, so I'm trying to think of an example where that's happened. Uh, so one of our um, clients in the engineering sector, mm -hmm. we were doing assessment center design for them. And the person I was working with was like, how are you? What's keeping you busy? I said, oh, we're just creating a leadership development program. I didn't know you did leadership development programs. Yeah. And then we ended up creating one for them as well. So just by sharing what we're doing, our clients start to learn more about what we do. That makes some sense. I think my view has been um, that for a long time we've never really pushed the we are business psychologists sort of angle. So um, that means we understand business and we understand people at the same time. So anything within your business where people have to interact with other people is tends to be our kind of space that we operate in. Would you agree? Yeah, I think ultimately I often find myself describing to clients that if it's to do with human behaviour, we can help. Uh, so people will often say, oh, do you do, uh, let's say, personal effectiveness around teamwork or personal effectiveness around emotional intelligence? If it's to do with human behaviour, 
then tell me what behavior it is you want to see from your people and what behavior you're currently getting and let's work with you to work out what's the gap and how we can take people on that journey. Cool. So now that's a little bit about what we do. In your own words, why, Totem, what is it? Why, why are we different? Why are we, you know, why are we even a company? Why, why aren't we just contractors floating around doing our own thing? I guess I always find this question difficult because everybody's going to say the things I'm about to say, right? They're going to say that it's bespoke and that it's really uh, oriented to each client and that there's psychology and science behind what we do. I think most consultancies say that. I think the thing that gives me most pride is that it's our clients who say that about us. Mm. Um, So one of our clients, for example, has described me in my role as feeling like I'm part of their team. Uh, another person said, oh, I actually thought you worked for our company. I, I didn't realize you were external. So the fact that we put so much effort into speaking our client's language and then getting a program, an assessment center, whatever it is to feel like it's theirs, that for me sets us apart. Um, the fact that then we put the psychology, the science into it, we do everything in the most objective and evidence-based way that we can, that's just some of the richness of the quality of our work. But for me, the, the real pride point is that our clients feel like we're part of their team. And you personally, why, why are you working for Totem? I'm, I'm more interested now in you. Uh, why am I working for Totem? I guess the if I go back my, my career journey, I did a degree in psychology, a master's in oxyc, and then went straight into consulting. And because the consulting firm I worked for sold products, there was always the angle when you met with a client of how can I use my company's products to help this client? So you were always kind of shoehorned a little bit to Mm. use your products. And I remember thinking at the time, well, are these the best products? Would I be recommending different products if I was in an independent firm where I could do things differently? Uh, And then having been in-house, I've then gained a load of experience about what it's really like trying to do this stuff on the front line. And then coming back out into consulting, I did the freelance thing. But again, as a freelancer, you're dependent on the company who you're working for, their products and what it is they're pushing to their clients. So for me, what makes it special being at Totem is that we are completely independent and we can use whatever products and make the best of the team that we have to do the best thing for the client. Okay, that makes that makes sense. I'm still getting a lot of business speak out of you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for you to mellow out a little bit and to just, you know, personally, personally. How's it different for me personally? Well, mm. I guess um, there's the lifestyle piece. Mm. So Totem as a business, because I'm one of the directors, I have the freedom and ability to shape where the business is going Mm. and shape that that gives me Friday afternoons at home a lot of the time Uh, and where possible Mondays at home because I do community work on a Monday so running my own business to give me the flexible to have the lifestyle that I want I guess is another uh, very helpful thing for me. So you've asked me a lot of questions how about you how have you come to be sat in that chair? Um, My journey is um... A, a bit different to most I would have said um, I I'm an engineer by trade um, or I was a long time ago it's been over 10 years now and I was very fortunate at my previous company my last proper company 
um, to be sitting in an office with the finance director, the marketing director, the production director, the CEO. And because of the role that I had there, I was I was the one providing them with all of the information that they would then take to the board meeting and make some fairly hefty decisions from. And I realized over time that I actually knew everything that they knew and I began to reverse engineer some of their decisions and understand their decision making about how they were leading the company based on the data that I was giving them. And then we kind of got together as business partners and there was an opportunity for me to practice those skills at Totem. Um, Totem needed uh, an operations manager of a description and um, I fit that bill quite well. Um, my biggest, I think the biggest reason that I came here was because of my my overall learning agility. So I'm, I'm not particularly good at any one thing, but what I am very good at is learning new things and that you know, that learning new things is really, really where I'm at my best. I find you to be really good at lots of things. <laughs> different experience. God bless you. I shall, I shall slip you a fiver after the podcast. Um, so, so it was an opportunity to build the IT systems here from scratch, the finance from scratch, um, and to really begin interrogating some of the commercial decisions that Totem was making at the time. Um, and to do that in a, in a company of, of, of in, a, in a startup environment, really. So it was all very fresh, it was all very exciting, and um, that's how I ended up here. Um, and I'm, I'm quite glad, quite glad. And so what does your role involve at Totem for, uh, I'd like to think that I know what that is, but for those listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so technically my, my title is commercial director, however being the director of your own company, you can give yourself whatever title you like, but um, my title is actually a, hum, uh, a homage to a previous boss who um, may or may not be listening, but um, he, he, he really taught me and encouraged me um, to be my best self. So um, as the commercial director, I'm responsible for making sure that Totem makes money in a nutshell. Um, and that often brings me in conflict with you because maintaining our, the happy status of our clients doesn't always make us as much money as it should. And so we do have a natural tension in our relationship. And then outside of that, I, I do end up looking after a lot of the IT and the marketing and stuff. I'm just making sure that all of the dots get connected properly. So yeah, that's my, that's my role. Great. And I guess there's something uh, you talk about how our working roles sometimes butt up against each other because my main responsibility is to keep our clients happy and to deliver work to them, which, as you say, is sometimes in conflict with getting the most money or profit out of that situation. Um, so I guess there's some natural tension there. There, there is a there's a degree of tension. It's not it's not that I'm I'm purely numbers focused. I understand the importance of client satisfaction. I think sometimes we leave ourselves exposed um, to, to projects that just don't make a great deal of financial sense for us and don't actually make a great deal of financial sense for the client either. But sometimes you, you can't communicate that and sometimes the client has such a need that you just have to deliver it um, and it's painful to both parties. So um, that's, that's the space that I'm looking at really. Um, to see a client perhaps not getting the best of us um, 
I, I do find quite frustrating. Mm. Um, but that's that's my job. Yeah, and it's good for them. If it's you, good for if them. If you help yeah. our clients to get better efficiency yeah. out of us as well, that seems Absolutely. to work for everybody. Absolutely. So yeah, we do have a few pointy conversations occasionally, and um, I think they're healthy. And it's a it's a natural tension between departments, in effect. Yeah, and I hear a lot of our clients talk about silo working and the the challenges between departments i think it's it's good for us to be able to talk about our experiences of that as well absolutely which is is a nice segue into the easter egg that we have for some of the people listening this may come as a surprise to some clients and to some people listening but we are actually married as well and that presents some some interesting challenges um it presented some interesting challenges in the first 18 months of working together. Absolutely, uh, nearly um, killed each other. Yeah, we, can, <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can certainly dig into that in a different podcast perhaps. Um, but yeah, the, the, the tension between department heads and the tension between a married couple, um, it, it's quite an interesting dynamic to navigate. Um, it's one of the reasons why I enjoy working here actually, because it's an opportunity to learn not just about each other, but about ourselves. Mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, it's quite it's quite a challenge. And I think it's interesting for me that we've chosen to share that here when we've mostly been very private about that and, and not mm. shared that with a lot of clients mm. out of a bit of uh, fear and anxiety that we'd be seen as less professional. Uh, I know we've both worked with companies in the past where a married couple have been a part of that and found that the married couple bit becomes more of what you experience working with them than their professionalism. Yeah, yeah, I like to use the phrase icky. It just gets <laughs> icky. Do you know what I mean? It gets icky. Um, but what can you do? And um, I think both of us have had experiences of just that working relationship not being professional at all um, and trying to distance ourselves from that. Um, it's been a very difficult experience for some of our colleagues and employees. Um, because we do have a shared language we you know we, we could speak in code all day and we would completely understand each other so quite often when we come to a meeting with people we, we do present a united front because we sat in the car on the way home we talked about it we had we discussed these things over dinner so we've had more time to digest business decisions and for for our colleagues and some of our employees in the past it has been difficult to penetrate the wall of Mr. and Mrs. Um, and we're conscious of that now, and we you know we work hard to make sure that um, we almost disagree. I think in public, it's it's okay for us two to to get into each other a little bit, um, just to give other people the permission um, to challenge us. Um, I think that's about the best we can do. But if anyone's got any feedback on that, we would gladly take it. <laughs> So I think for today, and because we really don't know what we're doing technology-wise, we are going to wrap that up. Um, Thank you for listening. Next week, or in the next podcast, I'm not entirely sure how we're going to do this, we're going to be talking about silo working and our working relationship in more detail. Um, So stay tuned. Hopefully by then, this podcast will be on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube so please smash the subscribe button put the bell on uh, and uh, get notified when a, a new episode comes out thank you for listening thank you